This podcast is sponsored by Happy Warrior Kava. Be a happy warrior. Drink, relax, and enjoy the strong and smooth taste of the best-selling kava in the islands. Happy Warrior Kava. Thank you for joining us on HNN Overtime, the Hawaii News Now Sports Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Davis Pittner. Uh, As you can see, I'm by myself in the Digital Center, and for a good reason why, too. Kyle Chinen is over in Virginia uh, covering the men's volleyball team as they head into the NCAA tournament. Really exciting time for all of us. Really exciting time for the entire state of Hawaii. Our team, the Bows, are going into the tournament. But let's let's just kick it off. Uh, heading over to Kyle, who is live right now with us from Virginia. Wow! Look, <laughs> God, what is going oh, on, wait. Kyle? Hey, oh, hey what is going there. on? Hey. Are, we're doing What's a podcast up? here. <laughs> what I'm is just... going on? <laughs> I didn't know we were starting. I'm just relaxing. I just got back from my hotel to my hotel room. I'm in Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, Fairfax, Virginia. What's up, everybody? It is freezing for me. I just got back from the Eagle Bank Arena. That's where the Bows will begin their quest for that coveted third national championship. Eagle Bank Arena, campus of George Mason University. Super fun stuff. Just got back. Full day's worth of coverage. Got to see practice. Got to see their opponent, Penn State. So it was a lot of fun. And I'm just glad that we were able to make this work, Davis. Dude, this is this is crazy. I mean, well, like I was saying before, obviously super jealous of you. Oh, my God. I mean, I remember the last time, the, you know, last year's tournament that we went to. I mean, that was so much fun. Uh, so happy for you, though, that you get the chance to go out there and cover this. Uh, Kyle, you know, start from the beginning. What, what was today like? What, you know, what's the atmosphere over in Virginia right now for the Bows? Right. Well, I want to say I do miss you, too. I miss my travel <laughs> partner, Davis Pittner. We were two, two trips deep, two trips strong. Last year's national championship, but I'm doing this one solo, so I miss you, my friend. But, yes, today was the Bows' first official practice over at Eagle Bank Arena, the site for where they're going to be doing all that action. Um, the vibes were high. Um, even going to uh, yesterday, last night when I got into Virginia, I ran into so many UH fans, so many aunties, so many uncles just being like, hey, you're, uh, you you came here too? I was like, yeah, I, I made the trip. I'm here to cover the team. And they're like, oh, we're so excited. Let's go, Bole. We're so excited. You know, we, we came to watch, you know, they were there to watch the quarterfinal games. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit. But, you know, they came to watch the games that UH wasn't even playing in yet. So just the excitement from UH fans and the team is, is, is so palpable you can feel it you can feel the energy and you know that I got to watch their first practice and I got I got to bring something up all the other teams had music playing throughout except for Hawaii Hawaii was strictly business it was it was something I noticed I was like wow there there is music for everybody else but UH strictly business so you can you can just tell they mean business and they're ready to go at it against Penn State um, and if you remember last time we heard that name, it was UH's first loss of the season over uh, in the Outrigger Invitational in Manoa in March. So you know they want, you know they've had these this team in the back of their minds, knowing that they could see him again in the postseason. And the the volleyball gods kind of just willed their way, as it were, to this matchup. So it's the vibes have been great. I haven't gotten much sleep. I'm still kind of on Hawaii time, but it's all good vibes up here, Davis. <laughs> 
Dude, I can imagine. You've been going nonstop. I mean, we've been seeing your coverage so far, and, you know, great job, man. I mean, we are all uh, so proud of you. You're killing it out there. I was really excited to see, you know, what you put together for this tournament. I was just showing some of the practice B-roll that you put. I mean, you can just see by the B-roll, I mean, everyone is focused. They are dialed in. I mean, this is a championship team that is ready for another championship this year. I mean, that looks like the mentality that they're having out there. All, uh, you know, all seriousness and everything. I mean, it's exciting. I mean, you, you could you could tell that, you know, this means a lot for them to get another win. Oh, absolutely. They were they were so dialed in. They were they were locked in, but still a little, you know, still got to be have some fun. They they have a, you know, a laid back attitude when it's not coming to practice. I was, we were talking to uh, Jakob Tella um, and Brett Sheward in the in the press room uh, earlier uh, just kind of talking story, and apparently there's a poke spot here in Fairfax, Virginia, and really? all of us, including Jakob, <laughs> don't trust it. No offense to Fairfax, Virginia. I mean, like, you guys are great. This place is amazing. It's beautiful, by the way. Lush greenery and big, tall pine trees. It's like, and, and the, the, the architecture is very colonial America. It's really fancy, really nice looking. It's a beautiful town, but... I don't know if I can trust their poke, bro. <laughs> I, I I don't know, but but yeah, that's the kind of the the switch that they have to just you know when it's time to cruise and joke, that's all fine and dandy. But when it's go time, it's go time, and we saw that switch during practice. Um, yeah, and I mean, no surprise there from from a guy like Jakob, right? Um, well, you know, you know your nickname for him. Oh yeah, the stone face killer right there. Hey, you know, we, we interviewed him last year and uh I think he seemed to like that. I, I you know, I, I think that name is uh kind of sticking with him a little bit. Oh absolutely. I mean he's gone by many nicknames. We call him the Stoneface Killer uh, H&N Overtime. He's a friend of the show. Um, he's, you know, the lethal lefty. He calls himself Uncle Jake. He, uh, you know, he even calls himself Kupuna, uh, Kupuna now because he is one of these uh, seniors. He's on his way out, you know, last season with the Bows. So, you know, he, he goes by a lot of nicknames and he all takes it in stride. And he's a great sport and a great guy. Um, and, you know, he deserves all the accolades that, that are coming his way, obviously. Um, Big West um, honors and... The All-American first team honors again, but we just got word tonight, today, that he is the AVCA National Player of the Year. So big congrats to Jakob. He is, you know, one of those guys that just puts in that work, like like we keep saying, and and he just he just gets what he you know what comes to him. And now he's the 2023 AVCA National Men's Volleyball Player of the Year. Yeah, I was just showing some B-roll of him. I mean. He, you know, throughout the, the years, the time that he's been here, he has had such a big impact on, on the program. And, I mean, you see that in the statistics and you see that in all of his accolades uh, being, you know, multi-All-Americans. <laughs> so many times you kind of lose count. Uh, you know, winning player of the year, that is such a big deal. Uh, you know, are you surprised by this? I mean, I know last last podcast we were talking about, you know, all the stats and everything. And it really kind of seems clear that, you know, he deserves this award, right? Oh, absolutely. His stats are phenomenal. Obviously, we know he's a statistical nightmare when it comes to playing volleyball. And, you know, he's been trying for this award for a couple of years. You know, we thought last year it was his didn't didn't end up happening. But, you know, there was a good chance this year he was really working hard to get to it. And and just his performance all season long, you know, dealing with a little bit of a knee injury in the early bits of the season. But he was able to bounce back and fight through that to be, you know, 
make up for lost time, essentially. You know, a lot of these players play out the entire season. Jakob missed about a good month and a half of games um, dealing with that knee injury, and he was still able, when he came back to the court, he was still able to put up enough numbers to be considered and to just, you know, win outright the ABCA Men's Player of the Year. Yeah, he really is unbelievable. And, I mean, like like we mentioned last podcast, too, I mean, the the amount of amazing players on this team is unreal i mean we're talking about basically everyone from last year's winning team back here on this team so this is really you know a major competitor in this tournament but they also have a huge target on their back so you're kind of expecting a really heated match tomorrow against penn state i mean how's that looking for you you know what what goes through your mind you've seen both of these teams going against each other I mean, it's going to be Clash of the Titans, whatever you want to call it. But just just in general, the entire Final Four, this is, um, I think, uh, Penn State's head coach was, t- was saying to us, like, you know, this is probably the first time in a couple years that the top four teams in the country as far as the national rankings go made it to the Final Four. So it is truly a showcase of the best of the best in men's collegiate volleyball this year. Um, in the other side of the bracket, in that first semifinal match, you have Long Beach and UCLA. So that's no that's no three-set sweep either way. That's going to go long, and I can see our matchup with Penn State going long. Um, the last time it took it to four, I, I see this thing going to five. You know, this is the, the nightcap uh, match here in Virginia. It's just going to be so much fun. The entire arena, I think it's a dome. But I, you know, it might the roof might get blown off this place after two matches. When when you think men's collegiate volleyball and the two matches on deck are UCLA, Long Beach, and Hawaii, Penn State, that's 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 a men's volleyball, you know, fans' dream. So it's going to be such an exciting night, yeah, a busy yeah. night, but an exciting night of volleyball action at the Eagle Bank Arena. And I, I for one, cannot wait. Yeah, we were. I was just showing some more uh, video from inside, and you know, I remember from last year us going to UCLA and just being in that environment, being inside their actual stadium. I mean, that was a beautiful stadium. What is it like over there in Virginia? You know, you walk in. You know, what what's it like for those of us who haven't been on campus? You know, what does it look like inside? Well, I'll tell you this. If you remember from last year, Davis, you know, we were in L.A., we're in Los Angeles, Hollywood, the L.A. vibes. It, it, it was kind of – it kind of had that feeling to it, that sense to it, where it was like a little bit fast-paced. Plus, the uh, the Poly Pavilion at UCLA was in pretty much in the middle of campus. So, you, you know, you remember we had to, like, fight off students walking into our shots or that food robot thing, you know, just getting into our shots. So yeah, yeah. I think this time around, the arena is kind of – secluded almost the the campus of george mason university is basically in a big forest there is a bunch of like tall pine trees redwoods whatever they are just around campus and it surrounds the 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 arena and all the other buildings on campus so like when you pull up to 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 the driveway you're you're driving through like these tall um these tall trees and then all of a sudden this big old arena with a big old eagle logo on it shows up and it's really cool because it's like kind of secluded it's daunting it's a big old dome it's 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 beautiful just with the scenery i i I can't tell you how beautiful uh, virginia is because it's a really beautiful place to be right now especially fairfax it's it's a beautiful place um everybody's been so welcoming but yeah just the arena and 
you know, it has that same vibe of poly once you're inside, you know, high seats up to the rafters, those bright lights, the big screens. It's going to it's it's just an exciting looking place. And I hadn't gotten to see what it looks like with people in it yet, but I can imagine it can get it can get and it will get loud. Dude, that is that that is so crazy. I mean, it's it's personally one of my goals to to go out there in Virginia. I mean, after hearing you talk about it and describe it and things that I've heard too, I mean, it, it looks like a beautiful place, beautiful place, but really far away from Hawaii though. So how do you think, how is the team oh, in yeah. your opinion dealing with, uh, with the travel, you know, are they going to be a little bit tired or do you think they're kind of handling it pretty well? I think at this point in the season, travel is not necessarily a factor for them. You got to remember that this team is probably the most traveled team in the country as far as regular season games because, you know, every away game they have to hop on a plane, you know, to California to play in the Big West. And um, what other thing they did this season was beneficial. They took a trip to Carolina, to North Carolina in the preseason to play a bunch of games out there. So I think they use that as well to just kind of suss out the logistics of everything and to make sure that they're fresh. So I think once it comes to the postseason time, travel doesn't become a factor. They're seasoned vets when it comes to going anywhere in the country, especially being like we you know, we keep saying and everybody kind of knows that Hawaii is probably the most traveled team regardless of sport um, in the country. So I think travel, they've kind of got that lockdown pat. Not not a lot of signs of sluggishness when it comes to practice when it came to practice today. So I think they're all systems going. They're ready. Yeah, it is. It is exciting. I say, you know, you mentioned the the press conference earlier today. I I think we should get an insight about how the team's feeling, like what they're feeling like for tomorrow. Let's toss to that. say congrats to King, Ohio State, and Grand Canyon for qualifying for the championship. They had uh, amazing seasons, and, you know, um, the, everybody should be proud of the accomplishments they've achieved this year. Um, congrats to everybody advancing into the Final Four. I think this has been, at least on paper, the best four teams in the country, so uh, should be an exciting um couple nights of volleyball and uh, I want to say thank you to the committee. I see John Costi here. Uh, I think they did, well I know how much hard work goes into it throughout the year and I think they did a nice job putting the bracket together. Uh, Brett Vinny Lopes here from Off the Block. Saw Penn State earlier this season. How beneficial is it for you to see a team uh, first time and then seeing them again, especially when it comes to serving tendencies and just knowing what to expect from their servers? Yeah, for sure. Always helpful to see a team during the year. Um, just like you said, to get a feel for their servers, especially uh, playing libero. And then, um, yeah, they're a really good team. We know that, and they proved that again last night. Um, so just seeing them earlier this year is definitely going to help us tomorrow. And for Coach and Brett, um, uh, along those lines, you, know, you guys saw um, Sonny and Hennel in your last match against Irvine. Um, how, much, how did they kind of compare with um, uh, Penn State's combination with Fisher and Wildman? and the pressure they can put on. Yeah, I think it's pretty similar. You got two of the best servers in the country and kind of right in a row there, and uh, one's a lefty and one's, you know, they both bring big time teams, so yeah, it'll be a challenge for sure. Yeah, kind of same thing. One lefty, one righty, back-to-back servers. Really, really strong serving teams, both sides, so it's going to be a good challenge. Jakob, you know, obviously you guys – Event or not event, but you you've settled with Long Beach. You have 
they're the only other loss. Is it kind of fitting that you get to see Penn State again here as the only other team that's got you guys this season? Yeah, I mean, it's a good matchup for us. It's what we're looking for to get that uh, second game and second shot to beat them this time. Played a really good game against us at home, so we're just looking forward to get everything we got tomorrow and, yeah, win. That was uh, the fall, obviously, and it's well documented that you were going through some things early on in the year. How much different is this team now to that time? I think we're at a good stage right now. Everyone is healthy, and that's probably the first time where everyone has been at a good healthy point for this tournament, so we're really excited to get started. And coach, kind of on that note, just the same thing. How much yeah. different do you see this team? Yeah, I mean, I've said, you know, the <clears throat> obviously it's not ideal when you're starting setters out for a significant chunk of time throughout the year, but I think the blessing on it was that it kept everything fresh. You know, I think offensively um, we've continued to get better. And maybe if he'd been out there the whole time, you know, things have a tendency to get a little stale. But I think the energy in practice has been really good. And I think everybody still feels we are in uh, a relatively ascendant phase in terms of our offense and um, look pretty sharp for the last few weeks. Uh, this is for everybody um, up there. You know, um, how beneficial was it for you guys uh, to get the live scout last night, but also to get a team that you've played before in this uh um, in the season with Penn State as opposed to Ohio State, um, a team that you know you guys haven't seen in a in in a, in a few years. Yeah, just a little higher level of familiarity. You know, we got video on them from obviously every match of the year, but we also have video with us uh, playing against them, and it's just you know a little easier to get the timing down on the block and uh, understanding what the serves look like when you're when you've done it against yourself. Anyone else? Oh. Yeah. So, uh, Coach, uh, you guys have, when you get off to a good start and you win the first set, you guys are 27-1. and one. Can you just talk about how important it is for you guys to get off to a good start uh, so that you're not playing from behind? Yeah, you know, sometimes the other team's got something to say about that, but we always, uh, you know, kind of check uh, in our pregame meetings and stuff just kind of what's the level of engagement, you know, everything from their energy level to body language, make sure that, you know, we have the highest level of engagement possible because we've known not just this year but for – quite some time now that uh, when we're fully engaged, uh, certainly correlates to winning a lot more. Jakob, uh, player of the year will be announced later tonight. Uh, obviously, uh, coming up a little short last year and then coming, deciding to come back this year. What would it mean if you were named the player of the year uh, later this evening uh, for everything that you've gone through and what you built here at Hawaii? Yeah, for sure, it'd be an honor to receive that award. But I think that there's a lot of worthy candidates this year that's been closer than ever. So it doesn't really matter too much who, but I think there's a lot of really great athletes out there in the country and have proven that they're worthy for that award. So we'll see. And Coach and uh, Brett, you know, he's a guy that's going to deflect a lot of praise, but what impresses you mo most about Jakob on the court or off the court? You want to go first? Sure. I mean, where do you even start? I think. For me, it's the consistency, um, professionalism off the court, and then just leading our team on the court. I think he's done a really good job for five years now of uh, being a consistent leader. Obviously, his service pressure, his blocking, his on-two capabilities are things that set him apart, but I think the everyday stuff um, is really important to our team as well. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I've said <clears throat> for a couple of years now that uh, once he started really getting comfortable being the full-time leader um, that he became a bit of a unicorn in the sense that like, I just couldn't come up with a comp. Where was there another collegiate setter that was doing the number of things on a court? He impacts the game in so many ways throughout 
throughout a match that um, it's really hard to find a comparison. You know, and then just the overall, the maturity and leadership, like Brett said, I mean, just the stability every day. Um, and I would, you know, we've, we've had other guys like this a little bit, like, when does Jakob Tele have a bad day? And most guys would say, like, you don't, you just don't see it. What you see uh, every day is what you get from him on a daily basis in the practice gym. Jakob, what's it like to sit through that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start crying. <laughs> no, but I think for sure what, what Brett has to say too is just it goes right back to him. He's been a leader since day one and we've been in the same class, came in together. So he's also been that consistent uh, role and leadership. He's been taking everything in and he's really been a hard worker and has also inspired me to work hard. So that's just how it's been the practice gym since day one. And yeah. Coach Charlie didn't really know where to start either. It's just, it's been there for us for all the years, and he also brought me to Hawaii, so I just couldn't be more grateful for that. Um, this is for all three of you guys as well. Um, I've already started seeing a lot of green, a lot of uh, H's around town here when I got in last night. Um, and I know this, the, the fan base travels well, but just to, you know, just to know that there is a big contingency of Hawaii fans out here in Fairfax, Virginia, across the country from where we're from, you know, what does that mean to you guys? And just to, to, to hear and see that kind of support, um, no, no, no matter how far into the country you guys go. Yeah, our fans, they mean everything to us. And just the amount of support that we get both in Hawaii and also uh, from the mainland, people are like are literally flying in all the way from Hawaii to watch us play and be there for us. So the support that we have gotten over the years and even on, on the road has been incredible. That's something that we just, yeah, cannot take away. And um, it's something that's unique about our school and our program. Um, question for Charlie. Last time you played Penn State, Brian Merck did something that we haven't seen many teams do, be able to pass your serving. Um, when you have a player like that who seems to be doing a good job running the system, does that change your mindset or strategy in how you serve or, or where you serve going into the match or in, any match adjustments? Uh, maybe for a, a, a little for a couple of guys. We generally feel that, you know, and, and he played great when we played that. He really was a difference in the match. Um, but generally, if we're putting strong serves in, it, you know, we care less about who's on the other end. You know, if we're putting it at the percentage we want with the pace we want, even if straight to the guy, a lot of time it's a dig, it's off the net, we're still going to get in a pretty good position defensively. Coach Aloha, um, you're familiar with both um, the semi, the other semifinal teams. Um, how do you see that playing out? Yeah, it's uh, you know certainly makes up to, to repeat of last year's semifinal before us too. Uh, you know. A, uh, two of the best teams in the country and loaded and uh, should be, a, you know, like I say, just somewhat jokingly, I hope they play seven sets. Right? <laughs> just keep playing. And, uh, but those are two talented teams that should be a, a really entertaining match for sure. A question for both the players. You know, volleyball is becoming more and more visible, able to see more matches online. But I want to ask for you two growing up, who are some of the players that you would watch and and see, man, I want to emulate this player. I want to try to be like this person. For me, growing up in Southern California, I was around a lot of volleyball and 10 minutes from UCI. So I'd watch them a lot with uh, that Chris Austin and Carson Clark team that would win those national championships. Um, and then I'd say watching Michael Christian and Eric Shoji, uh, those two guys from Hawaii. Really good ball control guys, really good players, really good people. So those two guys and anyone from UCI, really. Yeah, and for me, I've watched a lot of volleyball over the years. Since I started, I was watching all the the great setters and 
pretty much every position. Like Michael Christensen was for sure my biggest inspiration, um, becoming a setter and just like trying to use some of those things into my game. Um, but of course, there's a lot of players. Uh, my first coach was um, Osborne Veldstad, played for UCLA in the 80s and won two national championships, and he was also one of my first coaches. Um, so I was watching what he did, and of course, um, Anderson Christian, who are now the best in the world in beach volleyball. So. It's been I've been affected by a lot of different players throughout the years, and always, always tune in to watch some of those best players. And then Jakob, it's media day, so you get one off the wall question. I know you're a chess player. What's the yes. one piece in chess where you're like, I don't need this piece. I'm okay if I lose it. Besides a pawn. No need for the queen. Yeah. I can. Yeah. When I play against Kurt, I don't need the queen to win. <laughs> no, but I think there's just yeah. Using, using all this pieces you got, but the queen is like, yeah, it's there because it looks pretty, but I don't need it to win, especially against Kurt. <laughs> uh, coach and whoever else wants to jump in, when you create this type of uh, consistent success, do you feel any pressure going into the semifinal match knowing that you have been there, done that for three years in a row, and number one team for a lot of this year, and a fourth straight? Is there, is there any added pressure there, or you guys try and just look past it? No, actually, I, it might be the opposite because there is a level of familiarity that, you know, we all of this, you know, for a lot of teams is new. And this is, you know, stuff that we deal with uh, throughout the year. And these guys have done it dozens of times throughout their career. So, um, and, we, you know, I've always said, you know, nobody puts more pressure on us than we put on ourselves. It's not important. It's, it's not more important to anybody uh, about our team winning than us. So, um, and really this time of year, I just being able to, to extend the season, to have another day, another week, um, just being around these guys. I think everybody you know, looks at um, just the camaraderie that we have and want to do everything we can to have the season last as long as possible. Jakob or Brett, you want to jump in? Um, yeah, I mean, now we're in championship mode, so it's like you never know when you're playing your last game and you got to give everything you got every night. So just being able to play at our best, um, that's always the mindset going into these kind of games um, and being able to perform at our highest level. Yeah. And coach, you've talked about you know you guys play in a postseason environment, night in, night out. But in particular, how much did you know the outrigger having you know three of the teams that are now here prepare you guys for this? Um, for this sure. Weekend? Yeah, I mean you got to play uh, on the court and got to see them multiple times and. Um, Obviously, Long Beach is in our league. We've seen them a bunch, too. So, again, uh, anytime you can do something like that to raise your level of familiarity with them is an advantage. And uh, I'm sure they feel the same way. You know, they got to come and, and see a play against everybody as well. And for <clears throat> Brett and Jakob, how much does this scenario kind of remind you of last year, you know, when you guys lost to Ball State early, saw them again in the Final Four, kind of similar thing with you know, losing to Penn State and now seeing them again tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's pretty similar. Um, but we're just focused on the on the now and trying to stay in the moment. Um, focus on a good practice today, getting ready for Penn State. Um, doesn't really matter what's happened before. Uh, we're trying to go out there and win. Yeah, for me it's the same. It's it might feel like a deja vu for last year, getting like our redemption in the semifinals. But it's it's a new season, it's a new team, and a really strong opponent. So we respect them, and they're going to respect us. Ready for a good game. All right, so there you heard it. Team is obviously prepared. Everyone's ready for tomorrow. It's going to be really exciting. Also, uh, Kyle, you know, I want to ask you too, you know, last year when we uh, traveled over to UCLA in that tournament, 
it was really amazing to see the amount of fans that showed up the amount of uh fans i mean you remember that championship game everyone had their tea leaves out i mean it was such a cool experience to see all that now i know it's early on i mean we haven't even played the first game yet but have you been seeing some uh fans out there absolutely i have i i hadn't even spent like an hour in Fairfax, Virginia, I had I went to the stadium to get some shots of the outside of it to do some some uh, social media videos for you guys and all that. Um, but in the parking lot, I ran into like four groups of UH fans saying like, "Oh, hey, we uh we 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 came out here and all that." So they're here, and UH hasn't even played a game yet, and they are amazing. And I I, I guarantee you that come tomorrow, it's gonna feel like the Stan Sheriff Center again, like we keep talking about, but. I, I, I keep seeing this thing on Twitter, some of the UH volleyball fans and whatnot. There's a there's a clause in the Eagle Bank Arena for George Mason Athletics saying no um no banners, no flags, no like yeah, yeah. noisemakers or something. So like a lot of the not haters but the not so much fans of UH volleyball are saying like you can't bring tea leaves, you can't bring flags, but you know, I don't think that's gonna stop them. Right? <laughs> you think that's gonna stop them, they're gonna show up, they're gonna have their tea leaves hidden in their under their shirt, and it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing and it's gonna be fun. They always come, they always come out, and the fans are really super cool. I've talked to a bunch of them already and you know, you and I have gotten to meet some of them and they're always awesome, so they always they always show up and I, I have no doubt that they will tomorrow. Yeah, you know, and it really is Hawaii's team. I mean, we we spoke about this last podcast. I mean, Hawaii really doesn't have any professional teams, so it really is about UH Sports that kind of represents us. And, you know, having this championship-winning team that has proven again and again and again that, you know, they, they play this high-caliber ball and they're able to win games. They're able to win tournaments, the championship. So I think everyone's really excited for this. Uh, once again, tomorrow – the team is going to be playing at 1.30 p.m. Hawaii State time. Very exciting. Uh, Kyle, also all over there, you mentioned the poke, but, you know, how is the food? I'm going to throw it over to a picture right now. You posted this. Uh, oh, here we go. You posted this a little bit earlier, this breakfast burrito. Kyle, what, what is this all about, man? Right, so it seems to be a trend. I know you've been on all of my trips so far in the past but I, I feel like I need to get some kind of burrito no matter where I'm traveling. <laughs> and it was breakfast time this morning. I had some time before I had to get to the arena. So I'm like, I'm going to find a little local breakfast joint. Um, this was from uh, bre uh, Bakery Bread and Grill um, here in Fairfax, a little uh, mom and pop shop. Really super sweet workers in there. And, um, you know, got me a little breakfast burrito, little little eggs, cheese, little chorizo. I'm a yeah, big chorizo guy. Got the, got the hot sauce. I got the red sauce, not the green sauce. I'm I'm a spicy guy, but oh, okay. not that spicy. It's right, a little bit too right. much for me. But um, really, really good burrito. You know, pretty solid, and um, the food's pretty good here. I had a had a, a a cool sandwich when I got in here from a local place too. So I always try to find some local spots like we did back in LA. Um, but you know, hopefully nothing too too pricey. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I'm, I'm tossing it to the picture of us, though, uh, from last year. Look at us. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. I got the breakfast burrito in hand. Uh, you know, lots, lots of burritos that trip, uh, obviously. I that mean, was you, a big, you can't That was wrong. a big burrito burrito trip for us, yeah. That was a big burrito. I, I kind of lost count on the amount of burritos that we had there. But, 
uh, you know, good times for sure. And it's so good to, you know, support local and wherever you are hitting up those spots, uh, you know, that serve great burritos, in, in my personal opinion. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. It's really cool, dude. Uh, I'm so excited that, you know, you're having a good time over there. I mean, the rest of us are super excited. I know it's probably late for you, right? It looks a little dark. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it got, it got a little dark on me. It was, the sun was setting when I was heading back from the arena, but it's about, it's all 8.40, 8.40, almost nine o'clock here at night. And I know, um, at the time of this recording for you, it's about right, uh, what, two, two thirty? Around there. Yeah. Yeah. Around two thirty. So not bad. Uh, you know, very, very exciting. Not bad. Yeah. Not too bad. Uh, you know, very exciting. I want to let you get some rest uh, over there, but thank you again for you know <laughs> taking the time. You know we get, we're gonna keep doing this. We're gonna, we're gonna try and keep doing these talks and everything with each other. Um, Kyle, one thirty tomorrow. How can people watch this? That's right. So one thirty Hawaii time. It's gonna be streaming on NCAA.com. There's a link on our website. You just find the story where uh, we talk about UH Penn State. It's at the bottom of that store. We got the link for you guys. Um, and be sure to check out. Um, I'll have all the highlights, the post game reaction. That's all coming up in the evening editions of Hawaii News Now and online. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. And be sure to tune in. I'll be there. Um, I have no choice but to be there, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> I know you're kind of stuck there, Kyle. I mean, you're, you're kind of stuck. It, right, what a good right. place to be stuck at though. I mean, seems beautiful out there and you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to see some footage. I'm, I'm ready to see these games start going some intensity. You know, I want to see Jakob, you know, get, start acing some games. I, you know, I, it's exciting. A lot, a lot of excitement here. For sure. Absolutely. Hey, one more ace away from getting that all-time UH record. So it's going to be fun. This was fun, Davis. We're trying something new. We were able to get the podcast out there we with go. us not even being <laughs> in the same state. So it was super fun. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I'll I'll end it here. Kyle, thank you so much again. Uh, go get some rest, my friends. Uh, you, we will talk to you tomorrow. Uh, super exciting. For those of you watching right, right now. Oh, okay, Kyle. <laughs> See, you that's, said get some that's rest, so I'm going to do it just right here. Oh, I guess you're right. You know, well, we're Ugh. just going to end the podcast like this, you know. Thank you all for watching all so right, much everybody. for more episodes like this. Check out our Facebook. Check out our YouTube. It is going to be also on our Spotify. You can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching. That is Kyle Chenin laying on the couch over there. I'm Davis Pittner. Thank oh, yeah. you guys. Yeah.